Welcome to this new session of the talk, <laughs> the post talk of uh, Fieldworks. Um, this is um, a series of talks that we're organizing following uh, up on the virtual exhibition Fieldworks that we are that we organized last summer with EASA and um, um, it's um, we are Jane and I conveners of Antart and. Um, we are um, a network um, belonging to the European Association of uh, Social Anthropologists. And we are um, working at the interface between anthropology and art. And for each of the talk, we are inviting one artist uh, or anthropologist or both who have been contributing with one work um, to the exhibition. And so uh, we... Um, I'm going to mute. Apparently, someone is not muted. I'm going to mute everyone. A part of myself. Great. Um, and um, yeah, so we are talking about the work that has been done already. You can access it on the website, but we also are interested into how the artist is going to evolve the work. And uh, today we welcome uh, uh, Aina. Um, Azevedo, which is, um, she's an anthropologist. She works with, uh, with drawing um, extensively and we're going to get Aida uh, in discussion with uh, Philippa Pontes. Philippa Pontes is the contributing artist uh, to Fieldworks. She's an artist, she was trained uh, both in art and in like auto-ethnography, you're more on the artist side. Um, and um, as you can see on the website, um, Philippa is is uh, is is um, contributing with a series of uh, of field notes of, of drawings of notebooks drawings full of colors, and um, so today is going to be more of a discussion format. Um, Philippa is a lot to say a few words if she wants, but we're going to jump to um, to discussion with Aina quite quickly. Um, Jen, I'm going to let you introduce uh, Aina briefly. Okay, um, uh, I'm so thrilled that Aina um, is able to tune in and it's one of the benefits of this online world that we're in now that we can connect this way. Aina joined, um, came to Aberdeen um, as part of uh, a project that many of you will either have heard of or been part of or I've talked about before um, around the intersections between different disciplines, anthropology, art, architecture and so on. And Aina's work, um, well now, Aina's a lecturer in Brazil. Um, she has done her uh, fieldwork in South Africa. And it was through that process of doing fieldwork um, that drawing became really an important part of her way of being, I think, in the field. Um, Aina has published and done workshops with us um, and in general between anthropology and drawing as a research method. Um, but more than that, also a way of displaying the type of knowledge that we gain um, by doing anthropology and by doing fieldwork. So it's really crucial to uh, the kind of thematic that this um, exhibition and series of talks is about. Um, she's particularly interested in graphic essays, um, but also in the presence of drawing in anthropology since um, since the dawn of the discipline, as she puts it in her bio. So um, she's also part of the Visual Anthropology Committee in Brazil. And she's um, curated an exhibition of ethnographic drawing um, just last year. So um, I think it's great to have you here, Aina. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, and I think it'll be wonderful to hear this conversation together. <laughs> um, Max, I'll let you um, 
facilitate chair however the yeah, discussion is going to go sure <clears throat> so philippa <laughs> philippa you have also this yeah, you've been trained in Lisbon as well. Your PhD was in Lisbon because we're partnering with Lisbon for this exhibition series. So maybe you can tell us a little bit because we, we were told um, during the selection of the work that your work was very emblematic of what, uh, well, the, there is a kind of line of, uh, of people doing this kind of artistic work in, in, in this school, in the Bella Altas in, in the University of Lisbon. So yeah, I'm very curious about how it started, um, how you came to this medium. And uh, yeah, we can start with that. Okay, hello, uh, thank you um, everyone for being here. And uh, I'm very pleased to be part of this project and thank you the creators also, Aina, for being here today. Uh, I apologize, my English, it's not very good, but I will try my best. <laughs> so about the, the project that I show in, uh, in the virtual exhibition, um, I call it, first of all, I call it uh, artist books. Um, since the beginning, they were artist books. Um, it's it's uh, when an artist uh, make, makes a work in the shape of a, of a book, it calls in art context, artist books. Um, and uh, I've shown these um, um, Artist Dictionaries Alentejo, but it is part of a larger work that I began in, I started in 2010 when I was living in Barcelona. And, and then uh, uh, the last, uh, the final exhibition was in Maputo in, two, in 2019. Um, and uh, in 2014, I, I went to Lisbon to do my my doctoral thesis, uh, and I was already interested in uh, in connecting or studying the connections between drawing and autoethnography. I, in my art practice, I always use drawing, but in a, a sense of contemporary drawing, I I always say it's it's connected with conceptual art mainly. Uh, but the autoethnography was something that, uh, that come, I came across only in 2013 when I was in, um, in Maputo. But then when I get uh, to, to, to FBAL in Lisbon, um, there were not so many people uh, connected with this idea of autoethnography or even ethnography. But then uh, start... Um, showing up a lot of people interested in these uh, border zones because I think also in uh, today the transdisciplinarity or interdisciplinarity it's, uh, it's, it's part of our way of, of connecting with the social world and, and cultural worlds and, and intersection with different kinds of, of, of uh, uh, knowledge field. But in this project um, it consists in five artist books. The final exhibition, the final project um, consists in five artist books, but the whole project has nine artist books. Maybe in Lisbon, I will show all of them because the other ones I didn't select it because for me they are incomplete, but they are part of the project. And mainly with this project, I was interested in, in connecting the personal to the social. 
that's why that I came across with the idea of autoethnography. Um, and I was interested in, in connecting or making visual reflections about my relation with places, not only representing or documenting what I was seeing, but uh, learning from what I was, uh, the interactions with people and the local culture and somehow defying the way I, I see my own culture, actually. So this is the, the two ideas. I don't know if you are familiar with uh, with autoethnography, but it, this the, the the main sentence is connecting the personal with the social. But I am an artist, not an uh, so at, at the end I'm I'm just appropriating some tools of auto, of anthropology. This is uh, well maybe a short view of my of my project. I don't know if if you want to to make some questions or to connect something. Um, some thematic with the Aina also? Well, I believe we will have lots of questions in the end. It's, um, I think, more just interesting at this stage that uh, Aina also gets us um, started um, because we believe the conversation between you two can be especially lively. So, Aina, the floor is yours. Um. Hello, uh, thanks for the invitation, Jennifer, Maxime, and also Philippe. It's a pleasure to be here. And I, uh, well, today we have two Portuguese native speakers, and I had the privilege to be in touch with the thesis of Filipa uh, Pontes, which is very, very beautiful, but it's wrote in Portuguese. So usually we don't have access to the, of course, we can read in English, but sometimes it's difficult for us. And now we have the, uh, the other side of the, the thing. So I, I was in touch with her work and we talked a little bit uh, before this meeting, which uh, was good because I'm not uh, very, I don't know very well uh, the whole process and the artists that are part of Fieldworks exhibition because I was involved, engaged, uh, involved in the first uh, ethnographic drawing exhibition in Brazil when Jennifer uh, invited me to maybe submit something and I could not do uh, both things. So uh, I, I first, uh, I saw the, the work uh, Philippa presented at the website with the other works and I was in touch with her thesis too. So, uh, of course, uh, there is a difference. Uh, uh, Philippa is an artist who is drawing and uh, she read a lot of things about art ethnography and everything. I, I know she knows much more about that than me. Uh, and I am an anthropologist, but she, uh, is, uh, she, she is really in both worlds. And my experience with drawings, it's completely different of her experience because I never, I was never uh, really... Uh, uh, I don't know, I, I never read nothing about drawing in arts and whatever. I use drawings as a skill or something that I know how to do it or that I want to develop in anthropology, but I'm not like her in both words. 
anthropology and arts. So I think we have a lot to learn with her, uh, with her experience, how this involvement with uh, drawings and anthropology, the way she develops this is interesting for us. Uh, now I'm thinking like an anthropologist and I know that there are, there are people here who are just artists, but I think we, we are in this world in between and the majority uh, are anthropologists, I suppose. I don't know, but I think yes. And so uh, uh, I don't know if you, uh, through the works that she presents in the exhibition, I don't know if you can see that she chooses the notebook where she will draw. Uh, she buy the notebook in the place where she's doing her work. So this is something very interesting, I think, for us in anthropology. So I would like to hear Philippa talking a little bit more about that. Because we in, in anthropology, at least in Brazil, maybe I'm, I'm wrong about other other countries, but we uh, our fieldwork notebooks are the main uh, thing we use in our research, but nobody talks or uh, we don't discuss how we will do, how we, what we will put in our fieldwork notebooks. Will we draw or just write? Uh, can we do collage? Uh, should I buy a moleskin, very expensive, or maybe a very cheap notebook that I can buy in Maputo that will be much more interesting maybe. So I, I think there is uh, something interesting in this point of your work. And of course, and there is the, I think uh, uh, the whole idea you develop about drawing and autoethnography is very special. Uh, I think nobody developed something like that. Uh, this connection uh, between autoethnography and drawing, because autoethnography, we know that it exists and there is a discussion about that, but what, which are the particularities that uh, uh, we can see, that we can whatever in this connection that's very special and I think you, you can make uh, distinctions, for an example, between uh, autobiography and autoethnography to make clear what you mean about uh, drawing and autoethnography. And actually, I think there is a category that you put all the things together, but now... Uh, uh, drawing out ethnographic drawing. Drawing, yeah, yeah. Sorry, because I'm I'm <laughs> I'm crazy reading here in Portuguese and trying to think. So I, I think it's nice to develop this idea, uh, but at the same time, I have a, a, maybe it's not a question, but after your your speech maybe uh, we can discuss this that is the idea about ethnographic drawing because i think there is not something that we can say in anthropology what is an ethnographic drawing uh, this nobody never uh, gave a definition about that so what we think about 
ethnographic drawing is something that's published, for an example, in primitive art from Franz Boas, drawings that are very straight, very black and white, very, that will draw, for an example, this pen, like this pen without nothing behind, nobody uh, drawing with this pen. But this is an idea about the ethnographic drawing. It's not ethnographic drawing because there is a, 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 a very unknown uh, history of the presence of drawings in anthropology that makes us think that ethnographic drawing is something very objective, very uh, black and white. But if we, of course, nobody is obliged to know about that because there is not something published about that. I, I, I'm doing since some time ago, uh, not a deep research about that, but sometimes I, 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 I find some experience that makes us uh, reflect about uh, drawing in anthropology since a long time, not just now, how we do, how we are drawing now, but how we did this before in a very particular way, in a very creative way, in a very different way. I can show some images later, some drawings, but just for us to, to uh, think a little bit about that. What do you do you, Philippa, think about ethnographic drawing? And everybody, and everybody, all of us, what we have in our mind, but in actually, is this or not? So where we can go with this? And of course, it, uh, even if we, we see that ethnographic drawing is very different from what we had in our minds, this, uh, we don't have to, for, uh, to continue using this category. We can uh, say, okay, now you do out, uh, uh, auto-ethnographic drawing, I will do contemporary drawing, but just to have in mind the difference between the, these things. So I think this is my first... Uh, uh, ah, and there is an... Uh, I don't know if Filipa is, is... If you if you want me to make many questions and then you answer or whatever, but there is another one that is very important okay. for anthropology. What? Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Another one that is very, very important for us, and I love the way you... you, you you talk, you write, you do this. That is your, uh, you say, uh, I don't draw in the place where I see the things. I draw after in my in the house, uh, in the country, mm -hmm. I mean, of course. And I draw by memory. I remember I, it's a, a kind of fiction too. It's a self-reflection and, uh, but, at the same time, as you told me in our quick, uh, quickly talk, uh, these drawings are, uh, they are made in the country where you are. For an example, you were in Mozambique, in Maputo. It's not a drawing that you remember Maputo one year later. There is a relation with this place. You are, you are still there, okay? 
But what, what I think that it's very nice, it's because in anthropology, not everybody, of course, and I, I think here it's a very special group because many people here are interested in art. So it's not that uh, straight anthropologists. Uh, so uh, what I think that's very nice, it's because in anthropology, usually, uh, people are very affected by, for example, the urban sketchers movement. So they wanna, the anthropologists, they wanna buy very expensive uh, moleskines and watercolor things and this and that, and they wanna draw like uh, the, uh, like the urban sketchers that they have a very a very particular way to see the things, even if they say that it's a sketch, it's not. We know that a sketch has uh, many uh, rules too, okay? So I, I like very much the way you draw and the way you, 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 you talk about that because it's not because you don't draw in the place or whatever, that you are not drawing your experience and what happened and everything. So I like very much this, and I think it's very important for us in anthropology to open space for this kind of, of drawing that's much more maybe not, not similar, but uh, a little bit similar of the drawings from Michael Tausig, that they are much more, they are not engaged with the reality, but with the experience and the imagination and whatever. So, okay, now Philippa, or I don't know which. That's a lot the... of questions. Thank you very much. <laughs> Let's see how Philippa gets with, yeah, maybe you can remind the questions after a while if, you, if Philippa doesn't answer yeah. and replies wow. to all of these questions. <laughs> okay. So Philippa. I will try to, to answer uh, much quicker as I can, or like in a, a way that can be understandable for all. But the first question I remember was about this, uh, the, the, the notebooks and uh, why, I, the idea, why I, I just buy it in the local. And this is part of my pro, the project that, uh, that I wanted to connect with uh, local culture. And then, um, in the beginning of the project, I made like a, my own methodology, and uh, I, I I write some rules of uh, what I should do when I go to a new place, and uh, and the first thing is to to purchase an, a, a notebook in a local store, and that somehow connects the first uh, sensations with the place, and it and actually. So that's they are they are similar, all of them. Maybe I can share. I have here. Well, I'll, maybe it will take longer. Well, you will see it in my my website if you want. They are a a five. I know. I don't know if you say like this a five or actually I have it here. Look, it's this size. No. Yeah, it's alpha a four. So a five. A five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, because I can I can take with them with me, but I never draw on life, never. But in somehow they travel with me then. Um, and and uh, as a, a, a art project, I wanted to, to give some, some um, connection in between different places where I went to, to make like a kind of field work. And, um, and the idea of drawing in this, uh, this uh, rough, uh, uh, 
notebooks and transforming them into artist books. Um, it's it's also for me it's like life you know I like I draw in in the notebooks I cannot take the pages I accept the the errors and uh, but I'm very familiar with drawing it's true I I don't have any afraid of of a a, a white page <laughs> but of course I have my sketchbooks from these notebooks I have my side. Uh, notebooks where I just um, sketch or sketch ideas because this is reflections about other things. Um, so this is the first question maybe quickly answered in somehow. Um, I like these, I, this, this, they are fragile like life itself. I like that. It's a connection that I do with, with, with these drawings. And another thing it's like uh, when I, I do, I, when I'm doing field work, I, I used my daily life routine actions as a way of, of, of connecting with culture, of observing culture. And actually drawing for me, it's a way of connecting with culture because I feel that if I'm drawing on life, it's just only my, my, my vision that it's aware. So that's why I never go out with a, with a notebook with me, with the with artist book. I, I, I prefer to, to transform my own body in a kind of sensory memory. So a bank of memory. So I just absorb a lot of things. And then when I go home, I'm, I, I reflect about it because I'm also interested in, in, uh, in critical theory, for example, in, uh, in feminism, in... Uh, in in post-colonial theories. So uh, I, I, I really read about a lot of things and I really want to this place where this time that I can reflect, make some reflections and actually to connect with other experience I had before. And, um, and then because I'm an artist, I cannot escape from this. I want to make fictions of it. I want to just entangle a lot of, of mix assemble a lot of other ideas that are not so real or don't make any sense. May, uh, even for me, sometimes it's because I think that it's important to put that science there. Um, and I'll actually, for me, it's also important then connecting to the public, to people who will see my, my, uh, my, my artist books, even though they are not showing a fixed vision of something, I'm really interested in to see other perspectives that how people connect with with my ideas. I already reflect a lot about uh, a lot of things, and then when people look at it, for example, when I show my 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 uh, uh, the artist book made in in Shanghai, uh, if people if there are people with me that all, all also have been in Shanghai they recognize some things, but not connected with my experience from them, only experience, but people that are not being there in Shanghai, they don't know anything about Shanghai. They connected with other own stories. So I, I feel that it is very interesting um, on, in art, we, we work with this. We are very interested in, 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 in open and multiple ways of seeing things. Um, now I get lost with the other questions. Well, it's perfect. Maybe we can have a reaction from someone. Aina, do you have something to say about this? I think it's, uh, it's very interesting, the status of fiction and um, 
I mean, maybe I, I would like to just say one thing about like the, the this idea of um, coming back home after after you've seen something and then draw or write a report. And this is also something that you you're taught also uh, to to do this when it's not possible otherwise, right? You're taught to to go to the toilets, then to take some notes, uh, to sketch it quickly, and there is this all this this myth of how you kind of get collect these these notes um, uh, without. Uh, changing too much the situations. And actually, when I, when I started doing field work on theater in Germany, I went to the university to, to do what they were, they were doing in theater studies. And they have this method, it's called Erinnerungsprotokoll, like uh, the protocol of the memory. And they go to the theater and they enjoy the performance because a lot of these performances, you cannot take notes. You're in the dark, you are in a participative setting. And so they have this method to experience this performance, live with it, like um, within it, and and then they go back home, and you sleep over this thing, and then the day after you write your Erinnerungsprotokoll, and um, of course memory is selective, and the idea behind this is that basically you will be synthesizing or filtering what is important as a spectator that you cannot necessarily do when you're just trying to take notes. And because you, you kind of, you will absorb the kind of, maybe the essence of it, something like this, there is a kind of romantic idea behind it maybe, but it's, it's very interesting and very pragmatic also to say that you cannot take notes when you are actually participating and you cannot draw, it's difficult. For, well, I, I say this, but I draw, <laughs> I draw in situation and I do it like as a, as a method, but I think we all have very different ideas and, and like Aina said, there is no definition of ethnographic um, drawing. Aina, you wanted to say something, so I've seen you unmute yourself. No, I, I wanted to hear more about the auto-ethnography, yeah. auto-ethnographic yeah, no. drawing. Yes, okay, I, now I remember the question. You were talking about the, uh, this idea of the ethnographic drawing and auto-ethnographic drawing. The, the difference I can make, because actually this has not been studied before, but actually when I start um, searching about uh, autoethnography and drawing, I found out very, very, very interesting references. Actually, there are two main references, very interesting. I, 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 can, I will show this, uh, my, my screen for you to see. Um, connected to autoethnographic uh, drawings, mainly um, they are connected with the Inuit art. And I will share now my, I can, I, I, I try to, let's see if I can. I just made you co-host. So, so maybe now I can? Yeah, you can go. Yeah. Okay, so here and here. So this this uh, is a um, you can see it, no? Well, this have, is a, to describe a little bit for the podcast people. <laughs> yeah, of course. This this drawing it's from a, um, from a book called the Nine Women from uh, from Carp, Carp Dorset in uh, North Canada. And actually, um, this was the first when I, I got to to search about autographic autoethnographic uh, drawings. 
they connected with uh, with uh, with uh, autoethnographies of these these uh, the representations of what Inuit made from themselves, and uh, actually this drawing is taken from a book I bought in two thousand and seven, uh, six long time ago before I knew that I imagined myself um, connecting my, my, my experience with autoethnography. And actually this was a reference also for, my, for, for using uh, markers. I take it from, from this, this uh, Bitslock Ashona. Actually, I, I, uh, in 2013, I know in 2019 or 18, whatever, uh, a few years ago, in the during the, the doctoral thesis, I, I wrote a text about this, the auto autoethnographic dimension of the, the work of Pitsalok Ashona. And um, this is very interesting. You have also here another one uh, from the same. And uh, they 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 work, um, they they want to represent their own culture, but with this kind of fiction. It's, they want also the others to understand about the culture. They are not, this is very different from the, the primitive drawings. And these theories come from uh, Mary Louise Pratt. I don't know if you heard about it. This is the one, but I'm sure that most of the anthropologists know this concept about contact zones. I'm sure, no, contact zones. It's, it's uh, Clifford uh, spoke about it uh, and Marcus, uh, George Marcus, and it's all big um, gurus of anthropology and in the, in the connection with art field. Um, and uh, Mary Louise Pratt, the, she made this concept of, of contact zones. And she said that art in contact zones are places, social places, where uh, um, cultures clash and, and uh, entangled. So, and uh, this is a way of like the author, it's work as a mediator in between two cultures. Um, it's, it's not like representational, like uh, it's not a testimony. It's something else. It's something like uh, connected with the past also. And the first, the first drawings connected really with, with uh, autoethnography was this one. It, this is a, a, a huge book with uh, 1,200 pages, 400 art drawings from this guy, Goeman Poma. And I don't know if you can see here the, the, the date, it's from the 17th century. And he made this huge book with drawings and with this, uh, Mary Louise Pratt, uh, she uh, concentrates on the autoethnographic text with this theory. The, the, the name of the, I can show then, I can um, share with you the, this test, this text that calls the art of contact zones. It, Mary Louise Pratt, uh, she writes it in the late 90s. Um, and uh, as you see here, the, she says that this guy, this Goman Pomo, was, this book was a, a letter for King Philip III, 
during the invasions of uh, the Spanish into Peru. And this, this was uh, an idea of, of making a negotiation between both the conqueror and the, and the, 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 the ones who were in the first in the place, the original. And he, he uh, also connects both fiction with reality and the drawing is also a way of a lingua franca. They say like this language that everyone can understand, but actually he also put some, some language, he mixed uh, Spanish with the uh, Incas. And, um, and this is very interesting. And I get really interested on these drawings because uh, he also made an artist book <laughs> at some point. And um, this was the, 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 the first connections with Alto. And I, I think it, they are the, the only one. But then with the Inui that I said before, there are some Inui descendants. They are make part now, where are they? They are make part here. This, this Ashona Shuvinai, it's, it's the same family of uh, Pete's, Ashona Pitlock, but the, the drawing is from now. And, and this is on the books of contemporary drawing. And actually um, there were some curators of Inuit art that connect also with, uh, from Mary Pratt's um, theories, uh, this uh, idea of drawing and autoethnography because they say, for example, in this drawing, you can see this is not a Shona. Shona, it's not bland. So it's not a representation of the self. It's not uh, autobiography. It's something else. And actually here, she's representing an, a, a totally uh, out, irreal world about uh, something very important that it's uh, the birth, no, the mother, the, 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 some, some getting at birth. So, and for example, now I will quickly go to the other question about the difference to ethnographic drawing, for example. And in my thesis, I, I make a relationship between both. You have this drawing, for example, of João Catarino in Portugal, Portuguese. This, this the João Catarino is um, connected with urban sketches. And actually, there is no such thing as, as autoethnographic drawing. But actually, when I when I search of ethnographic drawing, there's like you said, and I know your the the, the text Aina write about the this the, the the story of drawing in connection with anthropology. But actually, in uh, I call it in somehow. Um, ethno contemporary ethnographic drawing, ethnographic, because there's a lot of people connected to, to urban sketches, giving workshops nowadays on ethnographic drawing like this, ethnographic drawing. So somehow it, it is a concept being used. It's not, it's not very deeply rooted in that uh, long stories, but uh, it's connected somehow. But in this case, for example, what I found it very interesting, it's Ron Catarino make this um, portrait 
of representation of, of the, uh, the aeroport, aeroport of, of Mozambique. And I didn't put it here, but he writes a huge subtitle about his critical view on the resources of exploration of, of natural resources in Mozambique. So he really wants to say something of, on, on his own way of critical way of thinking about um, of this geopolitics uh, or power forces, uh, but it doesn't show it in the drawing. And actually with Ashona, you see that it is something else. It's not just a testimony or that it's not just uh, um, like, uh, like Michael Tosig say, I swear I saw this. The difference mm -hmm. is even they, they both draw from memory that this is not the question here being the testimony, it is something else. That it's actually that I connected more with art practice because artists really work always like this. Um, and uh, also in the other works that I've shown here in, uh, in this and uh, uh, of Goama and Poma and of, of uh, Pitzlock Ashona, they are very different from the, the, the representation of what it's now connected with the ethnographic drawing. So in some, somehow, I, I really feel more connected with auto-ethnographic uh, uh, approach, let's say. Uh, that's it. I don't know if, uh, if uh, I can add something else because then we are running out of time. <laughs> Okay. I, think, I think that's okay. Sorry, Aina, just because you're right, uh, Philippa. It's amazing this hour, how it goes. And that was such a rich um, series of images. Um, there's a question from Jo McDonald, um, who is just saying she has to head off. But of course, Jo, um, get in my, touch if you want to ask a <laughs> question. It's okay. It's just that it, I thought maybe there was a question there, but it's just to let us know that she'll... She's saying thanks okay. and she has yeah, okay. to. Um, but, but we are running out of time and I think um, I like that we can uh, deal with some really fundamental issues on the crossovers between art and anthropology. For me, the words that we haven't really used are um, like well, the, the problem of representation really. And for me, how I understand in terms of what I do, what might be art and what might be anthropology are, are often exactly this this question of who or what is being prioritized um, something about conveying some aspect or quality of a place, history, another experience, a wider experience versus my own. And I think the politics and the, the language of ethno ethnographic drawing and then autoethnographic drawing really make that really clear. And it's such an interesting field, but um, the one, so we could go on to that deep problem for a long time, I think, the politics of representation, who gets to speak for whom, whose experience is being conveyed, all that kind of stuff, the geopolitics that you mentioned, um, and the histories. But, um, but what I want to ask you about, if that's okay, jumping in a little bit here, because I think it's really relevant for the larger project that we're working on, and where you started, is the, the idea of an artist book. Um, and it's something I'm really thinking about myself too. And as Ina also mentioned, there might be this um, quality or um, Max talked about the kind of mythology around a fieldwork notebook or a book 
uh, both the thing that we carry with us and that we we contain and store our reflections and then in anthropology i think the figure of the book is still really important and indeed for art it's still a really important thing so i wanted to ask you if you can explain a bit more about why the book holds that kind of importance for you and how, and, and if you have a definition that can be contained because of course now we're talking about expanding <laughs> especially between the analog and the digital um and how books might might become more more open um or, or or other than what they are so i would really love to know where you come from in relation to or what your views are about an artist book and why that's important and what that is if you can define the boundaries of it for yourself this is for me, yeah? Yes, I mean, for anybody, really. But but okay. you started with a with this being yeah. important, and I just think that's really good to come back to. Yeah, well, being an artist, it, it's it's not even a question. If I, if it, it's, uh, you, maybe because the anthropology are not so much connected with its, uh, the, the contemporary uh, art histories uh, movements, but uh, the, the artist books, were developed or the, the concept of artist books because the, the Gorman and poem, I could say that it's connected with artist books and somehow with William Morris also. But uh, William Blake's yes, uh, um, books for a long time ago, they are connected also with artist books. But the pioneers of artist books in the 60s, um, this was a, a genre of art connected uh, with the dematerialization of, of uh, art markets and um, connected with conceptual art, mostly with the performance. It was a way of, of continuing uh, the work because uh, that time was not so, so, so easy to, to record or the artist, because a record is also just a record. And, and, and if you do then an artist book about the performance, you continue the, the artwork and actually something that it's really very appealing in the artist books for artists it's in a, an art in a, within a, the shape of a book you can not only produce art but show it showing it so it's a very versatile uh, versatile way of working and it's more and it is connected with the independency within art context against these uh, classical ways of showing art because it's very independent, then you can publish it if you want, and you can put some ideas there and just make copies and, and give it to other community, people are not on the community. And nowadays, the concept of artist books, even nowadays, not nowadays, even nowadays, it's contested. It's, it's a, there, there is a plurality of ideas. But the, the one I really like most to read, it's uh, Joanna Drucker. Uh, I can put here the, the link. Let me just search a bit here in my, um, because I put it here, okay. So I will just copy it. And another one, I will put three, one for Aina also, because it's Brazilian. <laughs> it's uh, uh, Julio Plaza. So there's, there are Joanne Drucker, John, Joanne Lyons, and uh, Julio Plaza. There are different ways of seeing artist book, uh, but actually it's because it's a very independent way of producing and showing it the same place. So that's 
mainly why it's so suitable for artists. Great. That's really, thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with the history, but, um, but I think it's as anthropology seeks at this stage, because often we talk about um, the two disciplines having similar origins or having similar methodologies or ways forward, but it's just quite ironic actually, that anthropology which seeks to uh, share the experiences of others is stuck in a logic of publishing where open source is so uh, has to be fought so hard for and <laughs> books are so ugly and it's so difficult to share you know academic knowledge becomes so rarefied and books are hundreds of pounds and so one of the things that's great I think about the project that we're all together doing here and Maxim and I are interested in is finding a way to share the work that we're doing in some kind of book format that opens for all of those reasons that you've highlighted around the book and I and I think there's something, you know, when you were talking about these PDs of um, uh, the the origins of 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 the colonizers moving into Peru and those those kind of stories of encounter, it's all there are there are all kinds of extractive politics of encounters between cultures, but there's also a sharing of knowledge and a sharing of stories, some of which are real, some of which are imagined, and the book in a way contains and carries these stories like a gift sometime or you know it, it allows these stories to be told and I think it's just a really in, it's a really important um, idea and an important politics that carries so thank you for for sharing all of that um, we've had a question from um, Gonzalo um, who has asked Gonzalo if you'd like to uh, unmute yourself and ask you're free or one of us can read it for you it's up to you Uh, hello, can you hear me? Yeah, great. Okay. Yeah, well, I was thinking uh, uh, that book that you mentioned, the Guaman Poma de Ayala's uh, Chronica de, de Buen Gobierno, is an amazingly relevant uh, historical book, actually, you know, that complemented uh, official Spanish historical narratives, denouncing a lot of the abuses of, of the Spanish colonizers, uh, etc. So, I was wondering two things. One is I'm not clear about, I'm also an anthropologist and a self-taught artist, but I'm not very clear about the auto-ethnographic, you know, the difference between ethnography, say ethnographic drawings or ethnographic art and auto-ethnography, you know, uh, on the one hand. On the other hand, uh, going back to Waman Poma's work, if, if our work at all uh, is used in a similar way to denounce, you know, uh, to denounce exploitation abuses uh, against particularly, you know, indigenous peoples. Thanks. Well, um, I don't know if the question is for me. I'm not an anthropologist. I can, I can really not answer. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but I'm sharing on this uh, the the book where you can find more um, more details about the how uh, Pratt connects the idea of autoethnography with this uh, the particular uh, uh, work of Guaman Poma so you can search for it okay thank you yeah, just in a few words that's how i was taught autoethnography is is an ethnography that is uh, conducted within your own cultural group um, that was the origin of it. And that's why Guamat Poma's work is such uh, exemplary um, work of it, because he was from the Peruvian and he was reporting on, on the experience of his own people. 
And um, in the case of Philippa, there is a kind of slippage that is very creative. It's, um, it becomes, Creation. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a autoethnography becomes how you report on your own experience. And in this sense, the porosity with uh, contemporary ethnography is, yeah, is there. You do, it's difficult to kind of map out what is auto and what is not autoethnography. Um, yeah, and I would say a lot of, um, like Philippa, appropriate this term is, is also to come back to a certain kind of phenomenology of saying, okay, I, I start from my own experience. It's especially useful in the ethnography of techniques. For example, in, in France, we have this tradition of technology and we have people coming up with their own expertise, the skills that they have at one craft and they do an autoethnography of their own craft. And this is a, kind of a typical example. And, um, yeah, I'm sure Jen could complement, but it's, thank you for raising up. It, it's important that we work with clear definitions. And uh, yeah, if you have any other questions, uh, someone sab sabi? Yeah, can I? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I just no. I just wanted to say sorry. I'm just going to chime in here. I hope it's okay. I know we're running out of time, but uh, I just got reminded of like this anthropologist's work from India called Nina Sabnani. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her works. I can write the name here for everyone. Um, but she she worked with a lot of indigenous communities in India and basically began to use their art forms and started enabling them to create work to sort of self-represent, but she found that to be problematic. And I think Jen and you were both talking about the politics of representation and how that works with self-representation later and so on. But what I found particularly interesting with one of her like projects was that she basically found it to be quite problematic even to try and enable these communities to create work of, that, of themselves, by themselves. And, and so at some point she basically switched the lens onto her but then she asked the community to essentially use their form of storytelling which was in this case uh, drawing on their homes like on the walls of their homes um, but to tell her story instead so she basically started narrating her story to the community she was working with and then they all animated like they all drew certain segments and portions of her story and animated these characters and then she put them together in this short animation film um but then what what was to what was really interesting for me was that individuals that contributed certain characters within her story started to um, develop some kind of a relationship with those characters from like from the community and so the members of the community who had animated the character of Nina's father or Nina's siblings basically started to draw parallels with them and and it sort of in a sense gave them agency to be able to tell the story of someone else because they were able to make this um, analogy with individuals that they didn't personally know and that was quite interesting in terms of like flipping the lens and it was kind of autoethnographic, but in a sense also the community representing her as opposed to her representing the community. I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting um, mix of all of the things that we've been discussing. So, Yes, maybe I just want to say that, that this is something that it's very uh, usual in, in autoethnography, for example, in this case, like this multiple voices that are allowed in the in the research when you are researching a culture that you can be um, 
you can share voices, you can be both in both sides. That it, it's also the, this fictional part that it, in the end it's to make it more uh, in a sensitive way to to approach the the problematic itself. What what is the object of in, in research? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Philippa. Um, our time is up, and, and unless there is um, a pressing, very important question, um, I think uh, we're going to um, end uh, the tour now. Uh, we have had many interesting, super interesting references posted in the chat today. We will make sure that these are, um, um, yeah, also copy and paste it on the, on the website in the page of this talk. Um, I want to thank you, um, Philippa Pontes, for being here today, and Aina Azevedo for also contributing so greatly to this talk and um, super nice um, uh, continuing this conversation uh, with you both. And uh, I think we had quite lots of insights of how it could look like a, a kind of conversation or, or text that could Come out of this uh, of this of this discussion, and um, still looking forward to understand how you will evolve the work for for, for Lisbon. Um, but now our time is up, so <laughs> thank you, thank you very much, all of you. Jen, you want to say a few words? Just thank you, thank you. I'm I. We we do welcome feedback on the length of these sessions, but I I, I my 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 feeling my selfish feeling is that when we're all online so much these intense hours um always leaving with a sense that the conversation could be continued is a nice thing um, and i hope that they will be as we develop um these conversations into from from spoken into text um so in this case with philippa and Ina, perhaps um being able to draw in some of those rich discussions and and we look forward to the next one um, yeah. And any feedback, of course, as always, so that we can develop. I believe that the next is Pekka. Is that right? Yes, right. And he's with us today. So everyone, um, next week we'll have Pekka. Did you want to say something, Pekka? Yes, actually, just to prepare yourself about these recordings, first of all, because my whole work is based on video recording. So I would like to just film my, myself and the screen so you appear as a little figures in on my video and of course if you feel like not being kind of uh, in my video so you can just inform me later because I have these two YouTube channels so the other one is about the discussion so so probably I will edit there something of that discussion and I, I just want to introduce Olga who will be discussing with me so she was with us today too. Yes, thank you so much for joining us, Olga. And thank you, Becca. I love that we can um, roll on and overlap like this. So please, everyone that's here is very welcome to continue coming um, to the rest of the series, which will go on up until the spring. Yeah, I really love that we have this group. It's very nice to see you all, <laughs> like, yeah. like Carolina, Claire, Christelle, uh, Sui, and Savi now. Um, Becca is also um, we have Coming a, a lot, yeah. It's very, very nice <laughs> to have this group and, and grow this uh, this uh, this kind of core uh, community together around this exhibition project. So, thank you very much. We feel really blessed with all these uh, really great inputs, um, and see you very soon. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah thank you all. And thank you, Aina, for coming today. Indeed. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye.